Welcome to Wellness Your Way, the podcast that gives you tips and tricks to get physically, emotionally, and mentally healthier in your way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, a Harvard graduate and former management consultant who left the business world behind to follow my passions and help others live their happiest and healthiest lives. Today, I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist and owner of the Lion Share Wellness, a health coaching company that has helped thousands on their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of just that, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Wellness Your Way. I'm Megan, your host, and I am so excited that you've decided to join me here. Many of you have been asking me for this for a long time, and I've finally decided to hop on the podcasting bandwagon, and so far so good, although I'm open to your feedback and would love to hear what you think of this episode So far, the only thing I don't love about podcasting is that you can't see my big old smile, so just pretend that I'm grinning your way. We have a lot to cover right off the bat in today's episode from some pretty alarming COVID-19 statistics that you can do something about right now, to a product that is saving me in the heat, to how to get back on track when you fall off track with your health goals, to answering some listener Q&A, which we'll do every week. So let's go ahead and dive in. The first segment of every episode is going to be health news you can use, where I will review a recent article or study in the news and help you apply it to your life. So back in March, I'm recording this in September of 2020, but back in March 2020, I started sharing my top four supplements for immune health specific to retroviruses like coronavirus during this time, and they were vitamin D, selenium, probiotics, and vitamin C. Now, I will put a link to all of those products I recommend in the show notes, um, but I want to review something pretty awesome about vitamin D. We now have really great evidence to make the case for the first one on my list, vitamin D. There's a study out of Tel Aviv University that looked at 782 people with COVID and almost 8,000 people without COVID. They found that the mean vitamin D levels were lower in people who got COVID. So that's interesting. But here's the really fascinating part. Low vitamin D levels increased the odds of hospitalization by 95% after adjusting for demographics and outstanding health conditions and everything that they could adjust for. 95%. So if you get coronavirus and you have low Uh, vitamin D levels, you have a 95% increased risk of going to the hospital, which is pretty crazy. Another study from Indonesia showed that of those who died from COVID, only 4.2 had normal levels of vitamin D. And in those who survived, 93% had normal levels of vitamin D. So again, if you get COVID and you have high vitamin D or, or normal vitamin D, these studies 
studies suggest that you have a far higher likelihood of surviving and having good outcomes. And in my mind, this is a huge reason to get a few minutes in the sun, 10 minutes a day uh, of unexposed, no, no sunscreen sunlight, and to supplement with vitamin D if you have any reason to believe your levels might be low, which about 42% of the U.S. population falls into that category of low vitamin D. So I will post uh, the vitamin D that I recommend in the show notes, a link to that, and a link to the other supplements I recommended as well. The next segment of the podcast is going to be a product recommendation every week. And for today, I am talking about an electrolyte replacement. It is still very hot in Texas. I think it's going to reach 102 today. And many of us are exercising outdoors if the gyms are closed uh, or if you like to outdoor exercise outdoors anyway. There we go. If you sweat a lot, you would likely benefit from an extra dose of electrolytes to keep yourself hydrated and to really prevent that feeling of exhaustion, headaches, or kind of sluggishness after outdoor workouts. Electrolytes can help with all of that. So most electric electrolyte drinks on the market. I'm talking about something that rhymes with Haterade primarily or uh, Nowerade, something like that. They have a bunch of sugar and a bunch of artificial colors. Even the zero versions or the diet versions that don't have sugar, they have a bunch of artificial sweeteners that really aren't great for your health. So instead, I like Ultima Replenisher which is a powder that I dump into my water bottle during every single summer workout, and honestly, many non-summer sweaty workouts as well. It's colored with beets. It doesn't taste like beets, don't worry. I like the cherry pomegranate flavor the best, but they're all pretty good. Um, And it's sweetened with stevia, not artificial sweeteners, and I notice a huge difference when I drink it. This podcast is not sponsored by Ultima. I am just a fan, and I'm putting an Amazon link in the show notes for you if you want to check it out and feel so much better after your summer sweaty workouts. So now we get into the veggies of the matter, and this is a little pun on uh, the term the meat of the matter, which tends to be the bulk of any subject. And the veggies of the matter is the bulk of Wellness Your Way podcast, where each week I will just kind of riff on a topic. I'll take audience suggestions for the topics, um, or I will come up with topics that I feel like are relevant to you. So this is the unscripted part where I just talk about... um, all the tips, all the strategies, all the tactics that I have shared with my thousands of one-to-one clients and helped them get really great results. So today we're talking about what happens when you get off track with your goals. Now, those of you who know me know that I am a big goal setter. And if you don't know me yet, hi, I'm so glad you're here. I feel highly confident we'll get into goal setting, tracking, and monitoring pretty regularly around this podcast corner of the world. Uh, But today we're going to talk about what happens when you get off track with those goals. 
So it is the understatement of a lifetime to say that 2020 is a pretty funky year, right? We've had a lot of things come up unexpectedly, a lot of challenges, no matter uh, how you're facing these challenges or which particular challenges are impacting you. It's safe to say that we've all been through the ringer this year. And when we have a bunch of challenges like that and we fall off track with our health goals, we're just human. That's going to happen to uh, all of us at some point. It can be really hard to restart. And I believe this is because we put tons of pressure on ourselves to start clean or to start perfectly. Let's wipe the slate clean and get everything in line and all the pieces lined up and every domino ready to fall. And then let's just go tackle it all at once. Let's get back to how we were. Let's uh, hard charge towards those goals. And this creates a vicious cycle because we make it really hard to restart. It takes so much willpower to restart in the way that we want to restart. And then we get up the gumption to do it. We maybe do it day one, maybe do it day two, and then we mess up because we're human. And what happens? We feel like everything has crumbled down. We feel like we're a failure. We're never going to get to do, reach our goals. We are just not meant to have this success in life. We really make things dramatic. And then when we're down there in the dumps, we're like, oh, I've already messed up. So might as well really throw in the towel. I'll start again next week. I'll start again next month. I'll start again next year. And what you're doing is you're making it really hard to restart. You're increasing the willpower that it takes to start, increasing the willpower that it takes to hang out there in the start version of your goals, and then making it really easy for that little slip to turn into a backslide. That's human nature, but that's what we're going to turn around today. My main point here is that there is value in shortening the time and effort required to restart. A lot of us take a lot of time and a lot of effort to restart our work on our goals, but I just want to help you shorten that time and effort that it takes to restart on your goals. So I'm going to use an example. One example is if I commit to exercising seven days a week, maybe I haven't exercised in I don't know, six months since coronavirus hit, but I'm now just going to say I'm going to exercise seven days a week. Well, we all know going from zero to seven is pretty hard, very hard. Uh, And so we might put it off for a little while. We might get up that willpower, like I said, and we might exercise day one. We feel pretty good. It's like, okay, I'm kind of sore. That was not super fun, but it's okay. I'm, I'm in it. I'm committed. I'm going to go for day two. Day two, we get it done. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of tired. I don't know if I like this. Day three, we have all the meetings and the kids are crying and uh, work situation blows up and we're tired and we overslept our alarm and all the things and we skip our workout. And then what happens? It's only day three and we've totally given up. We threw in the towel, right? We say, oh, Megan, you're such a failure. Not meant to work out. You knew you weren't going to do this in the first place. Ugh, why do you even try? All these mean, negative things we say to ourselves, that's really common. That's what we usually do. But what if instead we had that same goal, exercise seven days a week, and I'm going to help you figure out uh, maybe how to adjust that goal. But what, what if we had that same goal? Seven days a week, day one, same thing. We're a little sore. It's all good. Day two, eh, I'm kind of feeling tired, but it's okay. I get it done. Day three, all the meetings, the kids, the work, the sleeping in, all the things. We skip it. 
And then what if we just say, huh, no big deal. I don't have time for my 30-minute workout, but I'm going to do two minutes of jumping jacks right here, right now, and I'm going to get back on track tomorrow. N-B-D, no big deal. Moving on. And then day four, we're right back on track. That is what we want to do right there. Shorten the time and effort required to restart. We did not beat ourselves up. We did not say, I'm going to start again next week. We did not say, I'm ill-equipped to handle this goal. We just recommitted right there, right then, and we're moving on. So there are seven steps to be able to do this. Seven steps that you can follow when you get off track with your goals. The first step is to acknowledge what's happening. Stop being in denial. You know if you worked out or you didn't. Come on. I have a lot of clients who are like, yeah, I don't really know. I kind of lost track of that goal. Maybe I worked out. And I'm like, you know if you worked out or not. So just acknowledge what's happening. And that becomes much easier if you release the guilt. You are not a bad person because you skipped a workout. You are not incapable of achieving your goals. You are not incapable of being fit. Nothing dramatic has happened. You just skipped a workout. It is okay. So stop beating yourself up. We are so good at beating ourselves up. And I do not think that is a skill to be proud of. So step one, acknowledge what's happening. Stop that denial and release the guilt. NBD. Step two, reflect on what got you off track. So in that situation, the kids, the work, the oversleeping, all these things, you were feeling frantic all day, it was impossible to expect yourself after all that to go work out after the kids went to bed at 8 p.m. So maybe, many of you know I'm a morning person, so this is a little biased, but maybe the solution there is to get in your workout in the morning. Even if you're not really a morning person, there are far less excuses in the morning. Or maybe it's, Ask your spouse, partner, roommate, babysitter, whoever, to watch the kids for 30 minutes at noon every weekday. Or maybe it's figure out a way to work out with the kids. Your situation is unique, but reflect on what got you off track and see if you can figure out a solution to prevent that in the future. Step number three is to remember your why. Your why is something emotional, something that is worth fighting for, something that's going to make you want to jump right back on track. Because if you're trying to exercise seven days a week because you should, or because Megan said so, or because you read it in a magazine or something like that, it's probably not going to last very long. But if you're trying to exercise seven days a week because you know that the fit, strong, empowered version of yourself is the best version of yourself, and that makes you show up as a better partner, a better mother, a better employee, a better friend, a better person, and that makes you feel better about yourself when you look in the mirror and when you think about yourself, well, yeah, I'm going to work out for that reason, right? Your why is something deeply emotional that makes you want to continue this goal. Next step, step number four, is to take a small action right away. Small action. So in my example, I did two minutes of jumping jacks, right? I didn't do my 30-minute workout. It's okay. Let bygones be bygones. That's water under the bridge. I did two minutes of jumping jacks. Check that box. Maybe you have time for 10 jumping jacks. Maybe you have time for one push-up. I don't care how tiny it is, but taking small action right away prevents that mentality of I'll start again 
blank. I'll start again Monday. I'll start again January 1st. Whatever. Take small action right away. There's a book on this by BJ Fogg called Tiny Habits. I will link to that in the show notes. And basically the point of it is take very, very, very small action. So small that you can't deny yourself the opportunity to do it. So take small action right away. Step five is to amend your goal and create a new action plan. Maybe in my example, I'm like, oh, seven days a week, Megan. Woo, that was intense. (laughs) Maybe I say, let's start exercising three days a week for 15 minutes, and then we can bump it up from there. Or whatever your goal is, maybe you adjust it. Maybe not. You have the power to skip step five if you would like to. You don't have to amend your goal if you feel like it's realistic, if you just get the right situations in uh, place or right helpers in place. But if you need to amend your goal, just create a new action plan. What can you do to reach this new goal? This is not a lesser goal. This is not a, oh, I can't reach the first goal. So this is uh, my second place. This is not, I'm a failure. This is, I am realistic and I'm setting myself up for success by amending my goal. That's step five. Step number six is to believe that you can achieve this amended goal. Because if we set ourselves a goal and we know deep inside that we have no self-belief for this goal, that we're really just, quote, wanting to achieve this goal, but we don't believe we can achieve this goal, then we are setting ourselves up for failure. So instead, set a goal that you can believe you can achieve. I want you to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I will achieve this goal and not avert eye contact. Make eye contact with yourself the whole time you're saying that goal. When you believe it, magic happens. And I truly believe that you can make that goal happen if you believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, go back to step three. Remember your why. Remember how emotional it is. Remember how much you want this and pump yourself up a little bit. Look back in that mirror and keep repeating it until you believe you can achieve it. And then the last step, step seven, is to get some help. This might be a person. You might have an accountability buddy. You might have your child checking up on you. You might set calendar alarms. Calendar alarms are my accountability buddy all the time. I love having calendar alarms go off and remind me of what I want to be doing at the moment. You might get a coach. I, for those of you who don't know me, I work one-to-one client. I work with one-to-one clients all the time, about 30 clients per week, and I help them stay motivated, energized, accountable to reach their goals as I'm guiding them towards the nutrition and lifestyle principles that make them feel their best. So if you want a coach, get a coach. If you want a team, get a team. If you want a system, get a system like my calendar reminders. Whatever help you need, set yourself up for success with that accountability. Those are the seven steps to follow when you get off track with your health goals. And I will link to a blog post with a little bit more to say on this topic in the show notes if you're interested in more. But remember, the main point is to shorten the time and effort required to restart. Shorten the time and effort required to restart. Don't make a big deal of it. Just restart. There's no need for January 1st or the first of the month or Monday or your new planner to arrive or your new outfit to come or your kids to start school. Just restart. The next segment of the day is listener Q&A, which 
is the segment in which every week I will answer two questions from the audience. These are taken via Instagram and Facebook, so be sure you're following me there to get your questions submitted. And the first question comes from Linnea. She says, I know I need to start getting healthier, but I keep getting started and getting overwhelmed. If I could only choose one, would you choose food, exercise, or morning routine? Well, Linnea must know me because she knows I love my morning routine. I love that she threw that in there, and that's part of the reason why I chose this question. Okay, so like most things, it depends. Is there one specific habit that has made you feel super awesome in the past? For example, if you eat a healthy breakfast, you know you're more likely to skip the extra coffee, and then you're more likely to drink more water, which then makes you more energized and maybe more likely to get your workout in after work. I call something like this a linchpin habit, and if you can find one, this is where to start. It might not be the healthy breakfast for you. It might be uh, setting your clothes out to work out before you go to bed. It might be shutting down the TV 30 minutes before you go to bed. It might be uh, meeting your friend for a workout on Monday. It might be doing your meal prep. It might be whatever, but if there's a linchpin habit for you that puts a lot of other dominoes into play, then and start there for sure. If you're just not sure, you're like, oh, that sounds nice, but I don't know if there's a linchpin habit for me. I'll give you two choices. Choice number one, write three things you're grateful for each morning before checking your phone. Write three things you're grateful for each morning before checking your phone. Now, research shows, and honestly, I just know this to be true based on myself and my clients, that this is huge in boosting motivation, positive attitude, and productivity through the day. So that's choice number one. Three things you're grateful for before checking your phone. Choice number two is to have at least one fist-sized servings of veggies before dinner. And you could still have some in dinner, too. I'm never going to tell you no. Those of you who know me know that I recommend 8 to 10 servings of vegetables per day. But if you're just starting out, getting in at least one before dinner will help keep you energized, nourished. It'll give you more energy. And it really helps to prevent mindless snacking through the day. So linchpin habit, Linnea, if you have one. Otherwise, choose three things you're grateful for or one fist-sized servings of veggies before dinner dinner and then build on that from there. Good luck. Keep me posted on how you're doing, Linnea. Second question is from Sandra and she says, how do I figure out how much water to drink per day? And the answer here is it depends on the person. Another, it depends. You know, I feel very confident that I'm going to be saying it depends many, many times on this podcast, so get used to it. But I'll always give you some information to follow that up. So this one depends on the person. It's based on your sweat rate, your kidney function, your salt intake, so much more. And different people just need different amounts of water. But to start out, Sandra, take your body weight in pounds. So just to make the math really easy, let's pretend that you weigh 200 pounds. Now you divide that in two. 200 divided by two, that's 100. That's the number of ounces that you'll start with. And then you'll add 16 ounces for every hour of exercise you do per day. So if you're 200 pounds and you weigh 
uh, or you weigh 200 pounds and you exercise for one hour per day, that's 116 ounces of water. If you weigh 150 pounds and you don't exercise yet, that's 75 ounces of water. So if that feels like you're going to be waterlogged, um, start slowly, ease up gently. So let's say that 75 is for you and you're currently drinking 30. Great. Next week, go for 40 every day. Next week, go for 50. Increase it gradually. Yes, you will be running to the bathroom a little more often, but A, that's normal, and B, it will get better. So that, Sandra, is your answer to how much water to drink per day. Thank you for your question. The last segment of each episode is the call to action. So what can you do? coming out of this podcast to change your life. And today your call to action is to think of one thing that you'd like to recommit to. I'm going to run you through a few questions. You just think about these questions as I ask them for your particular situation. First question, can you forgive yourself for getting off track? Remember NBD, no big deal. Forgive yourself. Second question, what can you learn about why you got off track? Third question, why do you want to achieve this? What is your why? Is this emotional? Next question, what can you do right now? Or if you're driving, at least within the next hour, literally, to get closer to this goal. Think tiny habits, tiny habits, tiny steps. Next question, how would it serve you to adjust the goal going forward? Next question, do you really believe you can achieve this? Do you believe it? Feel it. And last question, how will you stay accountable? Those are your seven steps to getting back on track for this particular goal. That's your call to action for today. And if you feel compelled to do that, I would love for you to share with me by tagging me on social media at the Lion Share on Instagram or the Lion Share Wellness on Facebook and let me know what you are recommitting to. I will follow up with you and keep you accountable for this. So let me know what you're recommitting to. That's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening to episode one. I will post all of the show notes uh, in whatever platform you're listening to this on, as well as on the website. And I will be back next week with another episode of Wellness Your Way. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.